podcasting from Knoxville along the banks of the mighty Tennessee River. This is the Startup Knox podcast featuring interviews with local entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Brandon Bruce, and today we continue our series of interviews in partnership with Webb School of Knoxville. Each student in the Introduction to Entrepreneurship and Design Thinking course and the Honors Entrepreneurship course interviews a local entrepreneur. In this episode, Finn Winters, class of 2023, interviews Jim Higgins. Okay, I guess we'll start with an introduction. This is Jim Higgins. He's a good family friend. He runs a law firm in Nashville and I believe owns a couple bars as well in Nashville. I guess if you want to elaborate on that one more about what exactly you do, uh, go ahead. Sure. So, uh, yes, I have a... uh... Uh, I worked for a big law firm for a while, kind of like your dad works for. And then when I was younger, I went and started a law firm. And over time, it has grown some and we're about 30 employees. Um, also, over time, I've realized that I kind of wanted to do other things. So uh, we uh, have restaurants in Nashville and one in Florida and are about to do another one. And uh, we develop a uh, have a partner and I develop some commercial real estate too. Um, I guess we can start towards the beginning. Um, when you were growing up, was there anybody in your life that uh, was an entrepreneur that may have inspired you to take this route? Yeah, you know, it, it was a, I think it was a different day, but my, my dad was for a while. He had a uh, law firm in uh, Nashville and then he uh, ran for judge, but from an entrepreneurial standpoint, what I always saw him was build. He um, would always work on kind of growing his base and helping other people and things like that. It, I, I will say uh, it was a little bit of a shift for me and my family. Most of the folks do work, uh, uh, you know, just a salary job, but just the way my dad um, uh, has kind of grown his uh, political, I would say, power in Nashville. I've kind of taken that and used it to grow our businesses. And then I guess we can go into your college experience. How do you think uh, where you went to college and just the experience there has helped you uh, achieve what you have? So, um, I went to uh, UT, Knoxville, about the same time your dad was up there. And I was fortunate enough to be with a group of guys that are very entrepreneurial. And uh, as I started moving towards getting into different businesses that I I would lean on them and they uh, really helped me. Uh, Like one of my good friends, um, he's a contractor and he builds all the Dollar Generals in the Southeast. And he helped me uh, develop some commercial properties and we did some together. And, and I've found that in all my ventures, I, I get people that are smarter than me and that know more than me. And I lean on them, uh, to show me how it ought to be done. Okay. And I guess we can start with your law firm. How, what was it like establishing a law firm when, there are so many bigger corporations in the world that already have established law firms. How were you able to get a foothold in the Nashville area? Yeah, it's hard. Um, and you're right. It is a saturated market lawyers. There's a ton of us. And so that can be the hardest thing is getting a good client base. 
Um, you can be the smartest lawyer in the world. If you can't go out and get business or work for somebody that's got good business, then it's tough. So um, it was, again, kind of, I had just grown up in Nashville forever. My dad had, his dad had. So I had a little bit of a base of already knowing people, knowing business leaders, knowing folks that I could tap into that were kind enough uh, to use me. And then as we grew, I started making sure that I hired people that could also help not just uh, be a good lawyer, but could help grow uh, the business. Okay. And what was your moment where you decided uh, you didn't want to work in a big law firm and you wanted to uh, create your own and grow it? That was probably the moment that I was about to get fired from the big law firm because I was a horrible big law firm lawyer. You are really tasked with uh, billing hours and keeping track of time. And I was horrible at it. And so about the moment that they were going to fire me, I thought, oh, I better figure out something else to do. And so then I went and opened uh, my own office and I, I just, I can handle that environment a lot better. <laughs> um. What is it like running uh, some very different companies, like running restaurants compared to running a law firm and real estate uh, investments? It's, uh, there are some uh, really vast differences. Personalities are different. Uh, structure is different. And there's some really big similarities. Um, in all of these, I make sure at the top, I hire folks that have talents that I don't have. Um, I can make the phone ring, I can find good real estate, but I can't cook a hamburger, right? I can't manage uh, employees. So I make sure that I've got somebody that's got the maturity that has, it takes a leader, but somebody that also gets along with folks. They can't just be all harsh. They can't be too soft. And it's really hard finding good management. If you can find good management, um, it helps in all of these businesses. And then in the law business, I just, I've gotten to the point where I was kind of being a halfway a lawyer and halfway a business person. And I had to make that choice. And so now I just run it as a business person. Okay. And so you mentioned earlier how with some of your restaurants, you've expanded into Florida. How, what is it like expanding into different areas of the country? It's a, it's a little tough because I don't like being that far away from a business. My my The business I do are so small that I can walk in any day. So you've got to have a trust factor with your people that are out of state. And so, again, that was the big thing in that was having a management team that I really trust in Florida. And I do. If I lost them, I would probably get out of that business because it's you've got it. It's a little unsettling not not being able to know what's going on a day-to-day -day basis. And I guess going off of that, do uh, you have any plans to further expand your businesses into other areas of the country? Mm -mm. Now, that's as far as I want to go. Once I'm out of that, I think I'm just going to, I'm old enough where I'm just going to keep it all around here. Okay. And what has it been like running a service industry business like restaurants during the pandemic? It was really hard. It was really hard. Um, you know, the hardest thing is a lot of my employees aren't eligible for benefits. They um, they are paycheck to paycheck folks. And uh, when it was 
we really struggled with keeping getting them a paycheck before the before the government loans came in uh, because they've been so good to us and and um, that was tough. Uh, but we fortunately we have a a decent rainy day fund where you just plan for things you can't plan for. And it was enough, just enough to carry us through and survive where a lot of other restaurants didn't. Okay. And you mentioned earlier, you went into the restaurant business with a partner. Um, would you like to elaborate on how that um, relationship uh, works with partners in your business? Sure. So um, I'm comfortable in uh, commercial real estate. I um, was not comfortable in uh, businesses in uh, restaurants, but I have a friend that I grew up with, and his dad was a uh, friend of my dad's, and that is all he's done. And he has several, and he's been successful at it. And we have always kind of talked about doing one together, uh, but it has never been right. And I had picked up some property in East Nashville, which is this real hipster area of town. And we kept getting calls for to do a restaurant there. And I knew I couldn't do it. Uh, but I, I uh, relied on this friendship of somebody I trust and somebody that really understands the business. And uh, it, it gave me a comfort level. And, and we started that. And it's been great. Okay. So you mentioned you've had a lot of success uh, with your variety of businesses. What has been your proudest achievement running your businesses? I, you know, we have made, my wife and I have made some of the best friendships uh, in these new businesses. And to see people, you know, in areas that, and my kids, they they work in the kitchen in the summers, which they hate, but they meet people from all over. They learn how that industry works. They learn if they want to do that or, or, you know, keep staying in college. It's just been uh, the relationships that, have have been great. Okay, and I guess with um, any amount of success comes some some amount of sacrifices. What are some of the sacrifices that you have had to make running these various businesses? Time. We always, all of us, have so much time. Only a limited amount of time, and you have to really. You can. Life, I think, is a balance. And you can work yourself to death and make all you want and it, you can't have any fun with it or enjoy it unless you take the time to enjoy it with your family. So I have to be really, really conscious of time that I don't I don't need. I'm, I'm at this point now where I think I'm stopping because I don't want to eat more of my time. I want to spend it with my friends and family. OK, and so you mentioned you're at the point where you maybe like to get out of the businesses. What does that look like for you? Oh, maybe I'll get this. I'll pump up the tires on my bike and finally ride it. Uh, we're going to be doing some traveling. You know, I just, you kind of, you, you always want to stay busy. You never want to just sit around and do anything. But um, I want to um, uh, see the world a little more. So do you plan to maybe sell the business or let your partners take over and maybe even try to keep it in the family? I'll probably uh, sell and let partners take over and and keep some small piece of it just so I can keep my brain going. Mm-hmm. Um, so how, what is how long has it taken you to get where you are now, starting from college and 
now you're an incredibly successful person. What has that journey looked like? Uh, it's a it's a continuing process. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's taken a while, and I'll probably move slower than than most. Uh, but uh, I'm a little bit risk averse, and you know, I just kind of keep prodding along. I try not to get in over my head, and I always try to surround myself by um, talented people. And what have been some of your biggest setbacks running these various businesses? Oh, listening to one of my partners who has always has the goofiest businesses he wants to get us into, like a boxing promotion we did one time. And that was a disaster. Uh, so I, I just have to learn to <laughs> listen to myself a little more and make sure you uh, really understand the numbers before you get in something. All right, so now I'm curious, what goes into boxing promotion? <laughs> oh my gosh, so it is such a racket. You basically, you're gonna find somebody that you think is has a shot uh, and at a, at a title fight. And so you'll pay for trainer, lodging, travel, and as they get these fights, you'll recover X amount of, of their purse and their profits. And, uh, you know, it's just a, it's a tough game right now. It's the only ones that really make big money are at the very top. And, you know, it, it's a lottery type business. And it's, if you find out it's controlled, obviously, by two or three groups that they, they, they run it all. Um, I guess one other question I had was what kind of advice would you have for someone who would like to get into like the entrepreneurial game? What advice would you have for them? I think my biggest thing was uh, understanding my weaknesses, understanding what I don't know and, and finding and hiring people and surrounding myself by people that have strengths in the areas that I do not. Okay. Um, that's all the questions I have. Uh, I was wondering if anybody else has any questions. Okay. Um, what made you set up? You said you had like a rainy day fund. What like made you think about that to set that up and be putting think, money into that? Sure. So, um, you know, I read a lot of these uh, self-help books and entrepreneurial stuff and just listen to them. And that if you look historically, there's ups and downs, like our economy is cranking right now, right? Uh, but it's never that way. It, it, we always like to think everything's going to be awesome, but it isn't. Uh, and there's always adjustments. And so I just did not want to be in a business that would, um, if things went south, if something happened in the industry like it did, that it could hurt me personally or, or, or prevent, you know, paying for my kids' tuition and things like that. So anything I do, and we always set up at least six months of a fund to, so that business can run on its own, no matter what happens. Yeah, I got one. Um, so I came in a little late, so I might have missed this if you said it earlier, but I was hearing you talk about how you, um, you're in the law in, you were in the law industry, then you started talking about restaurants. That seems like a pretty big jump from this. It's huge, right. Industry. Is there like a reason you got into the restaurant industry after being in the law industry? 
Well, you know, some of it also is age and my ADD and all that stuff. But uh, we initially did it just because we thought it'd be fun, right? We we the law industry and commercial real estate kind of goes hand in hand. We own our we bought our business, our building. We run our you know put our business in. We rent to other people, and so I've I've had commercial real estate investments for a long time. but the restaurant industry was something that I had just had this brand forever. And I thought, okay, let's see if this can work. And it, it's a really hit or miss business. And uh, it's just been fun for me. It's been a project that's been fun and fortunately has been successful. Yeah. So it was, it was more of a passion project, you'd say? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, heck, man, I'm in my fifties. When am I ever going to do this? So let's see how it is. <laughs> Yeah. Are these lots of different restaurant concepts or is it one concept, multiple locations? So it's uh, two. Uh, we're going to do two in Nashville that is the same concept. And we're in in the restaurant business. My friends that have done well, they'll build a concept at multiple locations and then they'll sell it because then also you've got a product, not just one restaurant. Right. And so that's kind of what if we do it, that's what we're working on there. Uh, but my my friend that does it, he does a different concept or that I'm partners with in, in different locations. So like Florida, we did more of a seafood type concept because that's what was needed there. Um, I came up with another question. What is it like running businesses in a growing city like Nashville? It is bizarre. Um, I told my son, because we have had some, he's in uh, business school at Indiana, uh, at uh, Kelly School of Business, which is where like Mark Cuban went. Oh, that's a great business school. Um, And we have had some really good success on developing and selling commercial properties. And I tell him and his his grandparents also do that. Uh, But our profit margins are so much bigger because we're in the city, but it's just luck. I mean, I just happen to be born in a city and understand the city and know enough people that's exploding. You know, if I was in another city that wasn't, didn't have this energy and all right now and and big influx of cash, um, we could probably do okay. But it's it's, uh, nuts here right now. Um, What do you think your biggest challenge has been and what did you learn from it? Besides the boxing, my biggest challenge is, is that I will say so far as I found myself is when I split myself too much and, and, and that I try to do law stuff or I'll still come in and help somebody try a case. Cause I still kind of enjoy it, but I have to, to not do too much of that or the business suffers the, the, the and uh, delegating. You, you really got to learn to delegate once things go in. You don't want to be the one in the ship. You know, if you're the captain, you can't also be down there uh, putting coal in the furnace. You, you've got to learn to delegate and trust people. You just, you want to manage from the top. And that's hard to let things go. And how have you found the people that work with you and for you? In, in your various businesses, whether it's a law firm or the restaurants or commercial real estate, do you have kind of a, a, a go-to 
funnel for the different types of folks that you're looking for is all just networking relationships and people are finding you and applying and you get to choose the best of the bunch. I used to use headhunters and uh, uh, you know people that go out and find folks for us. And now uh, for for this business and for the restaurant business, I've started relying on my younger lawyers. Um, they know more people. They're in contact with more lawyers. I used to be in contact with all of them, and I'm not as much anymore. And and I will tell them you if you're against somebody on a case, and that and you. And that person is a really good lawyer. You, you, they do a good job. They make you worry. Then when that case is over, if you think they'd be a good personality fit with us, let's talk about hiring them, stealing them. And, or if they have a good friend that's a litigator or, or something that would fit our model, I have them find our talent. Absolutely makes sense. And then my other question was uh, capital. So if you see an opportunity for a building or you want to do another restaurant or back when you were first building your firm and wanting to expand the firm, were these all things that you cash flowed? Did you find outside investors? Did you do loans? Combination of all of the above? Combination of uh, loans and and capital that we had. We And that's one of those things with Nashville. We, our first office building since we're real small, it's just me and a partner at the very first, we decided, hey, let's buy our own building. And our ours was a long-term goal. Hey, let's buy this building. And then when we're ready to retire, we'll sell it. Now give us a little something next to retire on. Well, then Nashville exploded and we started get. we were close to Broadway. So Gugu, the Gugu company bought our building and we did really well with that. And we thought, okay, we can either put this in our pocket or you can do a tax, you can delay your taxes if you invest in another building. So I, Nashville was just growing. So there were still enough deals around and I knew enough people that I could bother people enough to where they would sell me their building at a decent price. We reinvested and then that sold. So we have more Then we reinvested at each time, you know, avoiding those capital gain taxes and it would uh, cash flow for us. So we've been able to use that mainly. Like you said, you can make the phone ring. <laughs> <laughs> Got on take. <laughs> Other questions, Pierce? Yeah. What goes into kind of like choosing the location and what type of restaurant you're going to start? So uh, location, you know, some of that is just like you guys know Knoxville. Like, so I knew I wanted to be, I like East Nashville is where we put the Titan Stadium. Uh, it's where Oracle is now coming in, but you could just feel that it was going that way. And there's an area called Five Points that's really cool over there. And so I just, I like that area. It was close enough to the core. It has, it was uh, on a roadway. So there was a high traffic volume. There was a parking lot. There's a traffic light. Um, it was a good size building. I always look for, I want a main thoroughfare. You're going to pay more for a good piece of property like that. But um, that value just keeps going up because it's sandwiched in. So that that's the big thing I look for is like they always say is location. And our restaurants is it's uh the other thing is there's a lot of, and I'm sure there are these really focused specific high-end restaurants, like there'll be a uh, you know, the restaurant that just sells uh ramen or grilled cheese or whatever, but there wasn't really a good local kind of sports bar in East Nashville. And craft craft beer is a big thing here. So we kind of figured that would have longevity 
and last a long time. And, and it has, it's a, it's a, you know, it's kind of a go-to place for that area now. Uh, yeah. Did you have any other kind of passion projects that looking back, you wish you would have done, or are you really happy with where you've um, ended up? Right. You know, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm kind of happy. I have a real, and I think a lot of that is just who I work with and the people I'm around. I just, I, when I was uh, grinding it out for a bigger company, I would just dread going into work. I just hated it. And I don't, I like coming into work. And, and I think that's a big thing. You, you know, it's a job. Don't get me wrong. There are days where I don't, but most of the time I enjoy coming in and seeing these folks and, and, you know, we've created good jobs for them and I'm kind of feel like I'm at my spot. Anybody else, please? Any questions? Olivia's got another one. Um, so how did your restaurant end up in Florida? Like how did that interaction happen? How, how uh, that one is, that is not some, you know, great business model or anything. That is my buddy who's just this old, you know, West Nashville redneck I've known forever, but he's good at running a business. He he just is really good at it. And he lives in Florida and he's always liked these different spots. And uh, he's like, let's do a restaurant down here. And I'm like, I don't want to do a restaurant in Florida. I don't want to do anymore. And um, he had me go down there and stay with him and took me around to the development that's going on near him. And then we went to different restaurants to see how they were doing. And it was middle of February and there were lines and waits. And I just, it just floored me. And I really trust him. I do. And he needed help with capital. And so um, it, he changed my mind. So we just decided to do it. What's it like running a business that's several states away that you have like no clear visual on how it's doing other than the faith of your friend. Right. I mean, I look at my numbers. I get my numbers every morning and we, um, uh, I, I keep in contact with my friend. It would really, I would not do it if I didn't have him there. I have friends that, that are comfortable with businesses all over that they have systems and they understand it, but I am simple. I like being able to see it. So that is hard. If I did not, if my friend ever got out of it or said he was out of the business, I'd be out. I'm not moving to Florida. <laughs> Fantastic. Jim, thanks for coming in and spending a morning with us. We really appreciate it. Come over and visit Web School if you ever have a chance. You're in oh, I'd love to. I had some good buddies who went there. So. Hey, uh, tell us where, where, where do we need to eat when next time we're in Nashville? What are the names of the restaurants? Oh, it depends on, man, we got them. You got to have hot chicken, right? Right, but what about your restaurants? Where, oh, where you got to go to Nobles, but we got good hot chicken. You come there. I got the best chicken wings in, in, in Nashville. Y'all bring it. I'll load you up with them. You heard it here Fair. first. If you haven't been already, maybe oh, some of you have. What about Florida? Uh, Austin's on 98. It's okay. uh, it's uh, in Destin. Okay. All right. Thank you. So if you're going down for spring break, 1038. That's it. On 98. I love it. Hey, thanks so much. Thank you, Thank you guys. Great seeing all y'all. Thanks for listening to the Startup Knox podcast. 
Join us for our next episode in partnership with Webb School of Knoxville. Each student in the Introduction to Entrepreneurship and Design Thinking course and the Honors Entrepreneurship course interviews a local entrepreneur. You can subscribe to the Startup Knox podcast and you can download a free resource guide for entrepreneurs at startupknox.com. Thanks for listening.